Hello, Detroit. Hello, Pistons fans. This is Joey Gadaris, the host of a brand new Hoop Ball Pistons podcast. Find me right here three times a week, every week during this 2021-22 season as we track the ups and downs of our Detroit Pistons. You can find me on Twitter at HoopBallPistonsPod. Be sure to connect with me. I'm definitely trying to bring guests on the show, bring fans and friends together around this topic of our great franchise, the Detroit Pistons. So let's get straight into it. And of course, on this first show, we're going to have a lot to cover. The Pistons season to this point, they are 1-5. in five. They did lose last night to the Brooklyn Nets, 117-91. to 91. We'll also talk about Cade Cunningham. Made his debut on Saturday. Set out on Sunday. A lot to discuss. And of course, Dwayne Casey, always a topic of discussion, um, particularly with his rotations and insistence on some of the most boring players in the NBA. We're also going to talk about the Motor City Cruise. Their season hasn't started yet. Their roster's taking shape. I'm pretty excited to be able to go to some cruise games this year in Detroit for the first time. Also have to talk about these City Edition jerseys that have in full leaked today. Um, we're seeing the shorts. We're seeing it all. It's looking great. But we're going to save that for the end of the show because we really do have a lot of t- a lot of basketball to talk about, right? If you're a Pistons fan, you know they're 1-5. in five. You know that what we've been seeing is probably some of the worst basketball from from a purely artistic basketball standpoint some of the worst basketball being put on the floor every night in the nba and so if you've missed pistons games this year if you didn't even let's say you didn't realize the the season began that's okay you you've done you've done yourself a service and i do think there's reason to believe this team will improve but it's been borderline unwatchable um, for large stretches of the year. I will say the team, what they've done well, they've played defense. Hardworking, gritty, effort defense. And that is a big part of the identity that Troy Weaver, Dwayne Casey, Tom Gores are trying to build with this team. Bringing it back to the go-to-work Pistons sort of mentality of grinding out games smothering opponents on defense now the pistons of 2021 have not been smothering opponents on defense but they've been doing enough to make games close and you do get the feeling that if this team was even remotely competent on offense there might be something here they might win some games but then you immediately get to the place of like well do we want them to win games and if you want them to win games then you might like Dwayne casey's rotations But if you're okay with losing and you say, you know, if you're going to have the league's worst offense, you might as well just put those young guys out there. Then you're going to be upset. Because we know Dwayne Casey loves an old guy. He's an old guy. He loves old guys. One of his favorite old guys is Corey Joseph. Now, I have no issue with Corey Joseph being on this team, being this sort of super sub backup point guard if we need him. That's what veterans are in the league to do. Same for Trey Lyles. I don't mind if he's on the roster. But the amount that we have to watch these two, these two in particular, the amount that we have to watch them play, I'm not going to blow you away with these numbers, but you just have to keep in mind that 
21 minutes for Corey Joseph is at least 10 minutes too many. When Killian Hayes is playing 23 minutes a game, down to, you know, 21, 22 the last few games, only cracked 30 minutes one time this season so far, and Corey Joseph is eating up 21 minutes a game, it's so easy to want to take 10 minutes from Kojo and give them to Killian. And to want Trey Lyles to basically not play. If it means that Isaiah Stewart can play 28 minutes a game instead of 18, then yeah, I want those 28, 30 minutes of Isaiah Stewart. And it all came to a head on Saturday when the Pistons actually got their first victory of the year over the also bottom-feeding Orlando Magic, 110-103. to It was the debut of Cade Cunningham, who played 19 minutes. Of course, he's coming back from an ankle injury that kept him out of the preseason, so we didn't expect him to play a lot, and he didn't, only 19 minutes, but they were very active, exciting 19 minutes. He was he was as, as rusty as could be from the field, but impacting the game in a variety of ways. We'll get to this in a second. We'll get to the Cade point in a second. But Killian only plays 22 minutes, three points, one rebound, three assists, one of five shooting, no free throw attempts. It's as if he barely played, you know. And this is our this is our seventh pick from last season. This is the guy who, until we took Cade, was the most important prospect on the team for what he could offer if he's if he's ever going to scratch the surface and break through into his potential. He could be a game changing player, and he still could. But again, 21 minutes, I, 22 minutes, I just don't understand. And of course, the explanation is that Corey Joseph played the entire fourth quarter. It was really a veteran-laden lineup that led this Pistons squad to their first W of the season. And they had to get a victory at some point, so I'm not too upset about it. But it just feels like, man, what an opportunity for Killian to get some really crucial experience in a pressure situation, a fourth quarter, they have to close out the victory over a team that is similarly struggling, young. Like, this is the ideal matchup, you know? And I'm I'm probably more upset about Isaiah Stewart because this is a guy that showed us last year he's totally ready. Ready for big minutes, ready for pressure situations. Killian's been shaky, I admit it. Killian's shot doesn't look great. I don't know exactly what you have to do to manage his mentality as he gets through this, you know, tough period. But Isaiah seems ready. And Trey Lyles is out there doing the most boring basketball stuff you could imagine. This man dunks so slow and hangs on the rim like a sloth. I truly don't see what Trey Lyles offers us other than a, a real end of bench role. And unfortunately, this is a Dwayne Casey. We, we can put air quotes around that. It's a Dwayne Casey. Just sort of selling out for wins in obvious development seasons, you know, foregoing obvious developmental opportunities for young players. I, I, I don't know what the point is. Is it to prove that these older guys have value and maybe try and trade them? Perhaps. But I do think these rotations will change with the full... Cade Cunningham experience you know Cade played 19 minutes on Saturday 1 of 8 from the field 0 of 5 from 3 you know shooting the ball he was obviously very rusty but he showed that he is the missing piece for this offense 
that none of the veterans can provide the value that Cade provides. He's by far the most valuable player on this team. And it was obvious from the first quarter of Saturday's game where Cade, straight away, he's grabbing defensive rebounds, he's leading the break, pushing the ball with pace. He has that ability to take it to the hoop. He wasn't too successful in this game, but he did score on a layup. And what really makes him valuable is that he can always kick the ball out. He can always pick a pass. There is a sequence where um, Killian went for a layup. Mo Bamba blocked blocked the hell out of it. And you thought it was going out of bounds. Cade made a really good hustle play to go grab it before it went out of bounds. And when he gets the ball and he raises it above his head, he can truly pick out any part of the court. He, he throws a great skip pass across court to Sadiq Bay, who does one sidestep dribble and knocks down the three before the shot clock runs out. And so this is exactly what you like to see from the Pistons offense, an aggressive Killian, Cade picking up Killian's mistake, making something creative out of it, and Sadiq closing it with you know a knockdown three. These are the three, you know, and of course Isaiah is part of the core four, but these are the three most important players on offense to this Pistons team. And you like to see them share the court. You like to see them make something out of nothing. That was that was a good little insight, little vision into the future of this Pistons team. And Cade was good on defense too. Not not to forget that he's a two-way player. Uh, he had a couple blocks. You know, he's already showing that rare ability for a bigger guard with a seven-foot wingspan to get these chase-down blocks and really loom over smaller guards, even when they think they've beaten Cade. He has a way to close that gap and, and get that block from behind. He also had a nice play where guarding 6'10", Franz Wagner, um, out on the perimeter, Franz is sort of working his way to the hoop, and after you know seven or eight seconds, Cade gets a nice strip, the ball's on the ground, they're, they're rustling for it, and there's a shot clock violation. So really great hustle play, got the crowd riled up, doesn't register as a steal on the box score, but again, hard work. This is the Pistons going to work. So you get the feeling that even though Cade's a young guy, he is also sort of that veteran in Dwayne Casey's mind. He is everything that the Pistons needed. So I'm really, really, of course, glad to have Cade in this team and to see him going forward. His next chance to hit the floor will be Tuesday against the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, expect to see him on a minutes restriction again. Probably plays more than 19 minutes, I would hope. And I would also hope for a little bit more Killian, a little bit more uh, Isaiah Stewart. We've had no problems getting Sadiq Bay on the court. He's playing over 30 minutes a game. Also true of Jeremy. But no one else scratching 30 minutes for the Pistons yet. So my hope is that once Cade is up to 30 minutes, once Cade is full speed, and he might never get to 30, but I'm really hoping he does at that point. If the other guys aren't also getting big workloads like that, you know, I think you really got to start to ask questions about Dwayne Casey. But we're not there yet. And the season is still extremely young. Looking ahead a little bit, the Pistons play the Bucks on Tuesday. Cade should play in that one. And then a doubleheader on Thursday and Friday, the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets, two championship-level teams. You know, this is going to be a tricky one, tricky gauntlet for the Pistons here. Not sure what changes to expect. I'm also not sure which game Cade will sit of the back-to-back, but I expect him to sit one of them. 
And then the Pistons, between Friday and next Wednesday, have a five-day layoff before playing the Houston Rockets. So that's the next one to put on your calendar if you think the Pistons can get a win. The Rockets look really bad. But you know what looks really good? For the first time in a long time, the Pistons have a nice alternate jersey, a nice city edition jersey for this 75th anniversary season. If you haven't seen it, you you just got to look on Twitter really quickly, but I'll describe it for you and what I like about it. Okay, so we've got a red jersey, primarily red, with the sort of old school, you know, uh, piping on the shoulders and the old school Detroit lettering in blue with a white outline. So it's very classic, but it's red, very classic Pistons uniform. And then the thing that actually sets it off, down the side we have this lightning stripe that features blue and a little hint of teal. Of course, Pistons fans are always clamoring for more teal uniforms after uh, the legendary 90s uniforms. So this is giving us a little bit of late 80s, a little bit of 90s. Um, And with the unveiling that happened today of the City Edition jerseys, We've also seen the shorts for the first time, and they have a very prominent lightning bolt design. Again, it's that late 80s, early 90s Pistons throwback with a little bit of a modern update. If there's anything that I don't particularly like about it, the number font is still the sort of early thousands number font. Um, So it's not quite blocky enough for me. It's not quite old school enough for me. But all in all, you got to be happy with this if you're a Pistons fan. This is lighting up Twitter, so I'm thoroughly expecting everyone to have this. I want to say that I want the shorts, but if everyone has the shorts, I'm not sure. We'll see. And you know what everyone else might be looking into around the holidays? I'm certainly looking into it, and that's the Motor City Cruise. For the first time, the Detroit Pistons have a Detroit-based G League team. They'll be playing out of the Wayne State University Arena. Tickets are very affordable. I'm looking right now at the ticket website, seeing $14 to $23. You can sit courtside for like $100, <laughs> but I'm not sure why you would. Anyway, the Motor City Crews have a very interesting roster. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some players of interest. But I want to start with the news of the day. This was announced today. The Pistons have assigned Saban Lee, Isaiah Livers, and Luca Garza to the Motor City Crews. Lee, second-round draft pick last year, and of course two second-round draft picks from this year in Livers and Garza. Um, I was planning to talk about the Crews before I saw this news, this Crews news, but this the plot thickens. You know what I mean? This just makes them that much more intriguing. Um, as a local activity, as something to do, but also as, you know, a part of this team, a part of this Pistons team, I mean. Formerly, the G League team was in Grand Rapids. It was a trek. I never even in my life considered going to a Grand Rapids Drive game. But now that they're in the city, I think we're going to see the Pistons utilize that to their advantage as much as they can, right? They had... Cade Cunningham practiced with the G League before his debut while the team was on the road. Things like that. There's just going to be a close relationship. And 
we're probably going to see guys, maybe Luca Garza, maybe Isaiah Livers, maybe Saban Lee, maybe Jamarco Pickett get called up at some point, get sent back down at some point. Like it's, it could be sort of a constant in and out because there is a lot of talent on this team. So let's talk about who is the most interesting, who are the most interesting players on the Motor City Cruise. So it starts with Luca Garza. I've always said he could dominate the G League. The way that he dominated college basketball, he can dominate the G League. He played minimal minutes in the NBA so far. He had a very fun duel with Joel Embiid against the 76ers. But Luca has looked very slow on defense. So it's no surprise that he would get sent down to the G League. But again, I think he's going to thrive in the G League. I think it's good for him. Excited to see what he can do. Saban Lee, of course, another interesting name. Another guy that I thought should be getting minutes over Corey Joseph, right? Whatever I said about Killian, it also applies to Saban Lee in some extent. I thought he was pretty good last year. I thought he looked like a steal in the second round. But he's a guy who doesn't have one standout talent. I think he's more of a developmental prospect for sure. So, again, you can look at the upside here and say this could be a chance for Saban to dominate a little bit and improve whatever they want him to improve, right? He's a jack-of-all-trades at this point. And when I look at this G League squad, and I think from this developmental standpoint, who are the most potentially impactful for the Pistons? Because ultimately, I'm not sure it's Luka Garza. I'm not sure it's Saban Lee. These are guys with pretty obvious limitations. But I am looking at Isaiah Livers and Jamorco Pickett. But let's start with Livers. Announced today he's been assigned to the G League team. He had a November 1st target date for returning from the injury that he sustained in his senior year of college that caused his draft stock to drop. Um, he's, he's back. He's almost back. And I've watched a lot of Isaiah Livers. And November 1st is today, right? So I've watched a lot of Isaiah Livers in, in my time as a Michigan fan, and I trusted him as the first option on Michigan. So I think there's a lot of upside here as a shooter, and primarily as a shooter, but a little bit of playmaking, a little bit of defensive flexibility. He's 6'8". He's a wing with sort of a bigger body. I'm really curious to see how he does in the G League. It could be the type of situation where within a month or two, the Pistons realize that they need him on the they need him up in the in the big leagues. Um, very much like Sadiq Bay, hardworking, super smart, versatile defender, three point shooter some playmaking upside. I think he has all these things in his toolbox. Just curious to see how long it takes him. And Jamorco Pickett, another guy who has become a fan favorite like Luca Garza um, through summer league and preseason. Just a guy that has shown flashes in brief, brief stints. Good length, good wing scorer profile. Not much is really known about Jamorco. We're going to have to see how he does in the G League, but he's a guy who's already played some NBA minutes this season and is on the radar if the Pistons uh, need reinforcements. But just a few other names of interest. Derek Walton Jr. is on this team. He was, of course, the point guard for Michigan for multiple years. I love Derek Walton Jr. There's Cassius Stanley, who was in last year's NBA dunk contest and, of course, a legend of uh, hoop mixtapes and high school dunk uh, highlight reels. Davidas Servidas. Dave, as we call him, um, Pistons cut him last year, but here he is. He's back in the G League team. 
So he's still in the picture a little bit. And finally, Chris Smith is an interesting player. He's on a two-way contract. Pistons signed him as an undrafted free agent. Sort of similar to Livers as a guy who's you know 6'9". He's a, he's a big forward um, who had his career offset by an injury at the end of his college career. Um, but there's untapped potential there. There's upside. And I've forgotten to talk about um, Deontay Davis, just another name with a local connection. You might remember him from his time at Michigan State. He was the 31st pick in the draft a few years ago. Um, thought it, you know he had high draft stock. He didn't do too much in college, so I'm curious to see if there's anything there. You know, he's looking like a grizzled G League veteran at this point. Will he ever break through, a la Moses Brown or someone like that? We'll see. Probably not. But that's all I have today. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of the Hoop Ball Detroit Pistons podcast. I am Joey Gadaris. I will see you in a couple days' time. We'll recap the Bucks game. Look ahead to the weekend. Hopefully we'll have some updates on Cade by then. Reach out to me at Pod on Twitter. And I'll see you next time.